It's silk. Welcome to the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, your boy Chitty Bang, aka CT, and I'm here with my tag team partner and my co-host, as always, uh, Chris, the Most High. Yo, yo, yo! What's good, everybody? It is I, the Most High, and we are coming to you live um, from uh, Avengers Two Towers here. Yeah, Avengers Towers Two. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for you know tuning in to us right now. Uh, this will mm-hmm. be um, a weekly, a new weekly thing. Uh, so stay tuned. We um, are the underground. The underground. Yeah. Um, first watching podcast. If you don't know, now you know. And we're bringing to you this new version, this new concept we have called The Week That Was. And if you heard us on the podcast, if you went rocking with us, if you're a day one or you know what The Week That Was was, it's our take on all the things that happened throughout the week in wrestling. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be a new thing we do here on the YouTube channel. And we're doing a little shift in our main show. So, check that out. We're on. We're on... um Everywhere you can find us on, I like how you like, yo, you going intro, and then you're like, I'm just going to steal it and do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> the CT, intro. the CT little get back. No, but everybody, can, <laughs> everybody can find us, yo, right now. Like, you know, this is a YouTube exclusive that we'll be doing. So thank you guys for tuning into our YouTube or Reasonable Wrestling. Uh, this probably will be dropping as a... Um, a podcast exclusive as well So wherever you get your podcast And that um, iTunes, Google Play gotcha. Spotify, uh, Stitcher uh, SoundCloud Wherever you go man Just make sure y'all subscribing yes. Liking, commenting uh, Please check us out um, on IG Reasonable Wrestling Facebook Reasonable Wrestling And we're on Twitter RW Podcast One All the medias of socialness Yep, yep So um, this won't be a long drawn out show um, this will be just, you know, um, what everybody's been talking about on social media, yeah. uh, what happened after our weekly episode. We usually record on Wednesdays, um, which is NXT, so we're not watching NXT, so we miss some of the uh, the conversation. And then, honestly, like, right after NXT happened this week, uh, something major happened. It was like, damn, yeah. we already recorded our show. You feel me? So, like, this uh, what happened in wrestling kind of, you know, changed our dynamic of what we're doing for the show. So, um, here it is, man. Here we are. Yeah, and, and what happened, what you were talking about, is a huge landscape, um, land shifting, landscaping shift in the, the, the processes of what we're going to see on Raw and SmackDown. If you haven't heard, which I'm sure you have if you're a wrestling fan, it's been all over Twitter, it's been all over Instagram, it's been everywhere, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are returning. And they will be t- being the executive producers of the writing team on Raw and SmackDown. Um, Eric Bischoff on Raw. No, Paul, no, Eric, Eric, um, Paul Heyman on Raw. Eric, Eric Bischoff on SmackDown, respectively. Excuse me. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm totally all for these veterans of the industry taking control of the show. It's like, and, and, and people are saying, you know, some people are there saying that, hey, we want some new blood in there. We want to see some new guys act. We feel like we're in the 1990s again. I, the way I look at it is when you want to hire a head coach for a football team mm. or anywhere, you want somebody with experience. 
You want somebody who knows who's done it before. You want somebody who knows how to put together a team and then showcase them in their best way, in their best assets. And, we, and if you want that kind of, um, if you want to see different cha- change in the writing staff, that comes with their who they hire and their writing team. That comes like if you want to see new blood in, it's who they give an influence and ear to within the writing team. And I see that this is a, definitely a plus for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I, I don't see necessarily a bad thing. I know a lot of people was like, you know, we could have had new writers. And, it, you know, people was like, well, who? And a lot of people was like, well, Paul, you know, Paul Levesque. And, I mean, granted, like, Triple H would be there soon enough. You yeah. know what I mean? I like, think that Triple H has his hands full right he now. He has NXT, his hands full, man. And NXT is still growing. NXT is a, is a brand that he's put together and has his, his brand and his, his uh, stamp on it. Let's keep let, let him rock with that. Let him keep doing that. And let him keep. And as talent huge. keeps being plucked away, his hand needs to be there to groom the new talent. Absolutely. Like they have this break, this breakthrough tournament right now. Andrew Garza, uh, ACH or Jordan Miles, uh, Isaiah Scott, aka or FKA Shane Strickland. Uh, uh, um, uh, who else is there? Um, uh, Trevor Lee uh-huh. is there. Um, there's a ton of uh, DJ Z. There's a ton of talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Jonah, Jonah Ryan. There's a ton of talent that we have yet to see. Exactly. In the PC. Exactly. You know, we're down here in Orlando. We see a lot of guys uh, from time to time. Um, I'm glad that we finally got to see uh, um, Punishment make his redebut. Uh, Damian uh, Damian Priest as as uh, he's, he's now known as. You know what I mean? So and I see like NXT has a bright future. So keep Triple H there. To cultivate that young talent, you got Shawn Michaels there, Road Dog there, right there, Road Dog's down there. Xbox makes his appearances down there, and we all love DX. So if if these guys have a hint of these guys' image um, being portrayed on NXT or their kind of um, brand of wrestling, I'm all for it, and I can't wait to see what they have uh, in store for us in future NXT. So I don't want to take Triple H out of that atmosphere just yet, but uh, yeah. Um. So Paul being. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, everybody knows, man. This is By show. now, this is the show. <laughs> this is what we do. Um, Paul being Paul Heyman being on Raw with the roster that he has on Raw, um, being able to now get storytelling. Okay, you know, I think that's really what it is. You know, like yeah. you know, we're wrestling fans. You know, um, and a lot obviously of obviously all is coming through Vince too. Obviously, it's going through. But my thing is, is that realistically. Paul Heyman is not going to be the one that's going to pass that script off to a wrestler or a performer and say, you know, hot dog stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it will be something of substance, something that will grant violence, which is wrestling. Wrestling yeah. is violence. Like, we need something other than a tug, tug of war or, uh, or 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 arm wrestling or the women to just have um, the the very top surface uh, I don't like you bitchy catty it's type just, of storyline yeah, like catty kind of like know, uh, so, drama soap yeah. opera stuff I think Paul Ham is going to bring a, a sense of grittiness that Raw has been lacking for years I'm and like, I don't even I'm, necessarily want gritty no, I just no, want, what I mean not gritty but I just I just need stuff to make sense exactly. And like, I just need that to make sense. Makes sense, and I think I think in terms of grittiness, in terms of because uh, he's he's based on reality. Not everything is, is violence with him. You know, him Brock Lesnar is just showing. Uh, it's, yes, it's violence, but it's him showing him as a powerful force. He's been manager of Cesaro. He knows how to paint people in their best light. He's he's and he did a, he did a great job with that in ES, ECW, where he's taking people who have no wrestling skill, and you love them today because he knows how to paint them in their best light. Look at Sandman. He's like he's one of the. I mean, I'm sorry. He's not a great worker. Everybody knows that. He, what we love about the Sandman is not 
his work. But um, and I think that we I think with, with the talent we have on the raw roster, with Paul Heyman's uh, eye for picking talent, he knows how to pick who the right guys. He picked Cesaro. He picked uh, Rock Lesnar. He's picked Shelton Benjamin. He knows guys who make um, who we want to see as far as competitors. He's going to bring a different type of eye. To and it. not so much. And, and uh, you you propped up Paul Heyman, so I'll do my job to prop up Eric Bischoff as. Uh, also, um, television goes like I listen to 83 Weeks, um, and I'm very, very interested in how he tells a story of how he conducts himself as an executive. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, Fox, uh, SmackDown going on Fox, they need someone that is cagey, mm-hmm. uh, shifty, uh, that can that can kind of maneuver themselves around executives because they were one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe not so much taking that from Paul, but Paul never had ECW on major TV. Okay. Eric did. Yeah. Eric did with TNT, yeah. TBS, uh-huh. t- uh, Time Warner. But, he, you know, I heard, I think there's like through the grapevine, they're saying that the Fox actually did not know about this. It, it doesn't and, matter. And what they, they wanted was actually Paul. They wanted rather they, they, Paul. Fox don't have now, no, Fox don't have no shit to do with that. Fox don't have shit to do with Roman Reigns going to Raw or Universal got shit with Roman Reigns going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like they executives, y'all signed up for the shit. The money, the yeah, ink yeah, is dry. Yeah, they can so, and, and what they, they do with their show. And, exactly, that's what y'all got. Yeah. And y'all didn't have no say. Y'all didn't know. It wasn't like y'all was in a room when niggas was like, "I'm a sign Paul Hammer, Eric Bischoff." Now all of a sudden y'all like, "Oh, I wish we would have." Man, fuck out of here. Listen, you get Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff on SmackDown is going to be someone that is not so much going to... Uh, he's going to maximize his time. He is going to maximize his time. He has two hours. Mm-hmm. He has a wrestling show. He has wrestlers. He wants to make it completely... Di- like, I'm that, curious to see what he comes up with. Like, I'm still on the... Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be... A bad you can't. Show. You can't. I just don't want no. To you bring can't bring Hogan. You if can't. You bring out Hulk Hogan, man. Relax. If you man, bring out the like, nasty boys or some shit. Oh my god! I'm, gonna, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna see this. I'm, that's why we can't. That's why we can't. I know. Be reasonable. I, listen. I know. That's, listen, no, that's, I'm joking when I say this. Listen. No, I'm you not, can't. You I'm can't. Not joking when I say this. No, you like, can't have. You can't talk about Paul Heyman. You can't sit here and glorify Paul Heyman. Like, he didn't shit the bed either and not be able to have an open mind about Eric Bishop. No, I'm not saying... I am having I don't an open know, mind. but what I'm, I'm saying... I'm making a joke as to, like... You went five minutes... You went five minutes without me interrupting you about blowing smoke up of Paul Heyman's ass. Okay? And I you, can't give my opinion on... on I didn't, I, I didn't I said give it to... Was, I didn't give you... What a, I said first was, I think... That, I think... I'm curious to see what he does with it. I'm saying... I, I'm, I'm all for it, both of these ships. I'm not shaming on Paul Heyman... Writing a show. I think that he can write a show. I'm not saying he... He definitely is an executive. That's what I'm sure. That's what you're trying to say. He's an executive. He gets the business. It's just about how he portrays his art. And that's always been the thing with Paul. I mean, with Eric Bischoff. This is how we have portrayed his art. In and, and we... And, 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 First, and, you can't... And my thing is, that's why I, I tell you to expand. Okay, because Eric Bischoff had the roster that he had with WCW... It was 83 weeks. That's the reason why it's the name. Uh-huh. 83 weeks of them leading the ratings, making money, yeah. and turning the business on this fear. Uh, his, the, Listen, NW, the NWO was his idea. Yeah, it's a different... It's a, I, I just want to know. It's, it's a different day and age? It's not a different day and, and age, but we want right the now? same thing. No, no, we want the same thing, but I want to see how he, how he interprets it today. You know, I don't want to see him relying on... Let's say, let's say the Undertaker or lying on Triple H just because we know that they're. Why guys would you do Eric that- Bischoff like that and you won't? Why would you put that on Eric 
Why would you put that on Eric and not put that on Paul? That's my thing. Like, my thing Because I think that Paul is a good eye for talent. I think Paul sees talent, newer, younger talents, and he knows who to push. And he knows who's going to catch on and how to best use, utilize a talent. Eric Bischoff has not... He had Chris Jericho. He's had Eddie Guerrero. He had all these people. He did not know how to utilize them and bring new stars up. That's why WCW was what it was. It eventually died out. Because you have... When you rely on Jeff Jarrett for, for a whole year, you can't... And new, an older acts, you're not going to... Grow, grow an audience for for the new for new people, and I'm not saying he can't do that today. I think he's he's learned a lot from his experience in, in WCW and what he's went through with with Dixie Carter and TNA as well. So I'm just curious to see how he succeed if he, if he can you know knock it out the park. I have more faith in Paul Heyman personally. That's all. And this is how this podcast was created: creativity business. You love Paul because of his creativity of what you feel like he can bring to the table. And I love SmackDown because we need people to market SmackDown correctly. Yeah. We need people. Like, SmackDown has the talent. Maybe Eric Eric is not even in charge of writing. Maybe Eric is just in charge of making the guys look good. Because Mm -hmm. that's what he... He sold a shit ton of merch. Yeah. And he got a shit ton of eyeballs on the product. Listen, so, getting Eric Bischoff back in wrestling is an asset. I'm, I, I am 100% for it. I am 100% for it. That's what I'm saying. It's an asset. Now, as far as I'm talking about creativity itself, I just am curious to see what he comes up with today. Because okay. he's, he's always, his entire time, he's, he's booked shows. He's relied on old talent. Whether it's been in WCW, whether it's been in TNA, he's relied on older people. So if we get you know, to some point, let's say... Where we're like seeing him rely on and bringing people back that like such as the Undertaker or, or we have the John Cena's or we have the Batistas or we have the you know older acts that might just pop up because they can or Shawn Michaels or whatever we we want to see you grow new talent just make new stars that's what we want to see that's what the fans have been saying for a long time and it's just not happening it's you know when we and we see eye for talent because we know what we like. We've been talking about Cesaro for years. You gotta find a way to market him. You gotta find a way to make him better. And I think that Paul Heyman is somebody who will see Cesaro and be like, I know what to do with this guy. I have more faith in, with him than Eric Bradshaw saying, okay, Cesaro. I can see, here. I can see Eric, but my thing is, I see with with the roster, Eric Bradshaw can see Alistair Black and those television, and he can he can produce those segments better. Mm-hmm. He can write something a little bit better. Okay. He can have better like. I like that's the yeah, thing too, yeah. like because. Hey, but he's an asset, completely. Comes, so yeah, so yeah, I and that. I mean so um uh to say actually, th- that segues into honestly what yeah. kind of the, um what this this show is the week that was yesterday was the culmination of yeah so yesterday was Fighter Fest and, and if you're talking about different takes and eyes for wrestling, AEW to me I think is a completely different take, completely different way of approaching wrestling, um and I'm for it. I think that it's. It was a success for Devil, um, for Devil or Nothing, obviously, and I think that Fire Effect was was all also a success, not to the degree, but um, of Devil or Nothing. But I enjoyed the show. I think that there's a buzz behind it. I think they got noticed. I know it was for maybe something bad this time with Cody getting that headshot wound. Um, I know they're getting a lot of buzz on social media about that. So hopefully going forward, and people talking about the you know Moxley match and it being kind of violent. But it's different. It's what we asked for as fans. And we can't just sit on it now that we have seen it. No, okay, listen. All right, so off the conversation of what we just had about Eric and Paul. 
and we saying relying on old things, <clears throat> excuse me, or relying on old talent, whatever the case may be. It's just that we think that new ideas are best for wrestling, right? Yeah. So we watch AEW. A lot of the ideas weren't new, just the wrestlers were. But that's it's it, it, it's 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 different though. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not like here's the thing. I think that what AEW is going for is variety. Their whole card is going to be variety, just like Raw, just like Raw is. But not everything we saw on the show was old school. You know, not everything we saw. Like I, you can talk about the um, Lucha Brothers and. Um, What's his name, Lee? I'm sorry. I'm Hi. forgetting his name. The Lucha Brothers tag team with... Um, um, Lorado, the, the Lorado kid, I believe yeah. that's his name. And they take face off against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That kind of wrestling is a different style. It's a different type of vibe. It's a different um, niche of wrestling. That's, but it was an incredible match. You know, So that's something I think is new, being on the main stage. That type of wrestling. Now, as far as... Uh, there being uh, barbed wires and thumbtacks and all that stuff. Yeah, those are old concepts, but we haven't seen them in so long. They're almost brand new. You know, things recycle each other, and you and you make new moments with these old. Uh, you you lay down the thoughts and the past uh, knowledge of what you do as wrestlers to make new art, to make new great matches, new moments, and that's what it is to rely on. I think AEW has the potential to succeed in that. Um, but <clears throat> my thing is, is that you give AEW the credit for doing something that I mean was paid <clears throat> excuse me as we look at wrestling WWE has done all that there is to do with wrestling as mm-hmm. far you know what I mean the yeah. only thing that they're able to do is just tell the same old stories with new characters yeah. it's like comic books right how many times can you buy an Avengers comic well as many times the motherfuckers put out a story you know what I mean? Like, so WWE is in a position of that where now you look at this new comic book come out in AEW and the shit that you shitted on WWE for doing long time ago because, or whatever the case may be, like you said, it's new people being on the stage of doing old comics that you haven't seen in so long. We, I mean, thumbtacks... And, and so you know why I No, I'm, 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 what I'm saying is, is that it, if we've seen it once, we've seen it a hundred times. So but no matter you, who's... That's a staple of wrestling that we haven't seen. Like the, death, the whole concept of a death match. We haven't seen... But it wasn't a that. death match. It wasn't a... Okay, so that's the thing. Okay, so boom. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Let's get into the show. Right? This is what... This is... The week that was, was this... This is what it is. You know what I mean? Let's start from the, the bottom down. I mean, the top down. Let's Since we're here at the hardcore match, the main event was John Moxley, FKA Dean Ambrose versus the bad boy Joey Janela. Right? They were in a non-sanctioned, off-the-record, lights-out match. match yeah. Okay? Um, it was a lot of brawling, obviously. Um, we had a barbed wire plank. We had a barbed wire wrap chair, and we had thumbtacks, and we had two table spots. Unsanction my ass, nigga. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> what else did you want? Somebody to die, motherfucker! <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, 
friends, John Moxley, king of the death matches, and Joey Janela. I've seen Joey Janela fall off the roof yeah. onto the back of a pickup truck, my guy. With the faith of just the Lord protecting his soul. So you wanted that? No, I'm just... Okay, not that I wanted that, but the expectation of unsanctioned match. And okay. now, I've stepped on the thumb. Yeah, that's before. what I'm trying to say. Okay. They were bleeding all over. But like. I've never fell off a ladder. I've never, like, set someone on fire. But she, I, I've... <laughs> He wants people. He wants AEW to set people on fire want, to entertain him. Listen, this guy's a, this guy's a fucking a maniac. villain. <laughs> He's a fucking villain. <laughs> no, that was a death match in today's day and age. Please don't sue me on that. <laughs> that that was a death match in today's day and age. That is an official death match. It's not when I just said someone on the yeah. last episode used an electric drill in somebody's We're head. Not, you and we, you, you didn't like that shit. I, granted, that's, that's not that's not what we want to see, not right? What see. Okay, what I'm saying is there is when you're this driving, is, there are different exit ramps between like I've seen. Also live, I saw somebody accidentally get cut with a pizza cutter. That wasn't the spot. But just imagine seeing that, mm-hmm. a, you know, a pizza cutter. Oh, oh, cut with a pizza cutter. That's yeah. gory. You know what I mean? I also saw somebody, Joey Janela, just last pay-per-view, I think got a cigarette stapled to his head. You know what I mean? So, okay. all I'm saying is, is that unsanctioned match, I'm not saying to die. I'm not saying to even kill someone. All I'm saying is, is that when you say old dog, new tricks, or, or new dogs with old tricks, whatever the case may be, <laughs> didn't, didn't Batista just get hit at WrestleMania with a bad barbed wire rap chair or get with triple? Or somebody did. I know I just saw that spot somewhere. I just saw the spot. You know, uh-huh, having saw yeah. the thumbtacks, that was a very entertaining spot. Moxley with the suplex uh, yeah. throw and then um, the um, atomic drop putting yeah. his feet on the thumbtacks. That was yeah hurt man yeah hurt hurt I mean, like shit I don't know like what else you want these guys are going through pain like this is like that's real pain I'm real saying, blood yes these guys you know so and and this is also a lot of money behind this so you can't be like oh this indie show I saw I want that because it's indies you can't expect somebody to staple a cigarette on on live TV or whatever they're trying to portray you know I mean that wouldn't be a bad spot but you're not gonna get them to jump off a fucking roof into a f- bunch of fucking I, light tubes I, nah I get on it a, but on, I mean, on a television show on what they're trying to you know strive for you know? I, I understand so that's I how understand. I'm looking at I'm I mean at, it was just a just make it a hardcore match don't make it an unsanctioned okay remember unsanctioned un- the okay, last, okay. Un- listen the last unsanctioned match we had that I remember that was memorable Shawn Michaels Triple H 2002 SummerSlam okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unsanctioned that makes you feel. That like, it's a feel. Yeah. It's a feel with the unsanctioned. You like the blood. Everywhere. Not even the blood, but just like there was no animosity. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. the storyline okay, was just yeah. like um, Joey Danella saying, like you know, Moxley was just a cartoon character of himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Moxley didn't come back and yeah. show Janella who he was. Like that's just my thing. And I'm not saying you had to go all out or do things like, but John Moxley, your name rings bells. Your cachet of the deaf man, the deaf match king, rings bells. So you, if it was a, if it was the thing of you was gonna go over anyway, you should show that kid what it's about. Joey's following in your footsteps. You know what I mean? Like you, you originated this shit, or quote unquote. Like that could be the story. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. But 
great um 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 great spots. Um it was a it was it was good to have that as the main event to put mm-hmm. Joey in that spot. Absolutely. Um Joey getting the fucking rub from Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, that's great. That's fantastic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he got the main event. Like, you know, that's the, the main, main event. event. This is that's a second AEW show in Georgia Nella main event. Main event event. You know what I mean? Georgianella. Um, a part of also, you know, um, a part of the triple main event card. I don't know um, how he does it. What he, like this? Yo, really man. Like, he enjoy that shit. But, man, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, the, the card was. I think the card was good. The, the card was good. I mean, uh, the um, I, I liked a lot the triple threat. The triple. The the, um, with, uh, are we going in order back or are we going? I'm just shooting around? out blanks right now. I'm, I'm just shooting right now. I, okay, I, the, I, I, I remember. Okay, well, that's the, 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 the very thing that was before that was the six man tag. Okay. You want to talk about that? The six man tag was. I mean, yes. That, I mean, Lucha Bros. Loretta, uh, uh, the, I don't know his fucking name. I don't watch Triple A. I'm sorry, man. This is what it is. Against the elite. Let's talk about production. Let's talk about the entrances. Exactly. Oh, my God. The entrances, the production value, <laughs> that's where you put your money at. Yeah. Fantastic. Shout out to the wardrobe. Ken and Ryu. I popped. I was yeah. in Publix watching on my phone, and I popped in Publix, dog. I'm like, oh, shit. And then we got the Raging Demon. And then we got, yo. Cool and then, come on, dog. That was, that was fire. Yo. That was fire. That, that was, was dope. And there's CEO, obviously, the event took place in the weekend of CEO, the, the huge fighting game event uh, down here in uh, Daytona. Now, that match did have a few iffy spots in there, but yeah. it's wrestling. It's live. I'm not going to get on nobody for having a perfect choreographed match. You know, Matt slipped on the thing. Mm-hmm. Still took a fucking Spanish fly to the Yo, outside. By unbelievable. They still got the spot out, though. You still know, that could have been a complete disaster. But they still and that's the what we out. appreciate about wrestling, too. Like, if you pay attention, Guy held Matt's leg up so he wouldn't fall to stabilize him. Ray was able to get his balance. He waited to make sure he stabilized, walked the ropes, finished the move, got a big pop out the crowd. That's that's what you do, man. That's what you do, man. Like that was that was great yeah, teamwork. Y'all for like just putting on that effort because uh, every time they do it, they, like the young books are fucking legit, and it takes practice to do that. For sure. like, those the things the spots they do, you guys have to rehearse that. So all that hard work has been paying off, guys. So we, they're so creative. They're so creative. That was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Great, great match. Um, I would, that was that was definitely a high spot of me of the night. Another high spot was again the the match before that. Cody and Darby, man. Okay. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Yo, they put on, they put on a really good match, man. I really yeah. loved how Cody tried to wrestle him because he was bigger, stronger. Uh-huh. I love how Darby was just faster and, yeah. and agile out the uh-huh. way. I like that they gave Darby this kind of like sadistic edge too. Yeah, it was just perfect, you know. Um, and this is my first time seeing Darby Allen like like. A whole match. I've seen clips of him. And I know he's a big. He was big and involved, um, but I haven't really gotten a chance to see him. And now, like I completely, uh, I, no, he made me a fan in that match. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I also um, like the story that they were trying to tell. Um, Cody not being able to put Darby, Darby doing whatever he can on his main stage mm-hmm. to to do whatever the spot that he had, the bump on the apron where he did the coffin drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that oh coffin drop live from the second uh, floor of Guilt nightclub here in Orlando Shit. with a chair taped to him. So, like, uh, me seeing that live and then me seeing this spot, him on the apron, that apron spot was a lot but more that brutal. That spot man. is so, it's um, so like, damaging. Yes. 
that it's not necessary. You can't keep doing that like consistently over time. Somebody and gotta, not yeah. get something to fuck up your, over your, time. Your neck, your back, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So just be careful, Darby. Mm-hmm. We I know you're straight ass. She's 22. Yo, he's so young. Super so young, young, man. Don't, yo, take, take it easy. Take it easy, man. And maybe you need to smoke some weed. Definitely. Who knows? Um, but um, that match compelled a comparison to the end of the match. Um, the match ended in a draw, so shout out to but time limits. Nigga, how, how late were you with? How how late? How late you gonna be with that joke? Was it a joke? I mean, the I mean, not, I mean, about the line. Just roll, just keep rolling. Just roll. <laughs> keep rolling. See, I don't. I, I just keep rolling, man. You're supposed to keep rolling. Nah, man. This is the podcast. Just stop and you and you and you mention it. Um. So the um, the after the match ended the draw, Sean Springs or what's his name? Sean, is it, Sean Spears. It? Sean Spears, formerly known as Tyler Ty, Ty, Ty Dillinger. You know, Mister Perfect Ten came out and fucking just waylaid, waylaid Cody, and um, it left a gash in the back of his head. Um, Twelve staples, unprotected chair shot, straight to the head. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see. I obviously, from being an old school fan, I loved it. But <laughs> I understand you can't be taking chair shots at head. No, nah, chair shots really. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not going front. I'm around for chair shots. Um, can they be a little less volatile? Yes. Oh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't hold back, man. Sean Spears came out there, and it looked like he almost tried to, but by the time <laughs> it was just too late because he hit it and held the pose like, oh damn, got to even clean on that one. You know what I mean? So, like, that was brutal. Uh, but, that yeah, brutal, way to get yourself over. You know? For sure. Way to get the internet buzzing, good or bad. <laughs> Honestly, man, um, if Cody was down over taking an unprotected chair shot, if Cody knows the ramifications, just like him and um, Dustin know the ramifications of bleeding. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, I believe they definitely did. Um, you know, I don't know if it was Haraway. Or if they bladed, it, but shit, they bled a no, lot. That I think it was hard way. Okay, but they, I mean, but Dustin was gu- Dustin was gushing. Dustin was gushing. Yeah, that the blade. Okay, Dustin was blade. Cody was definitely hard way. Okay, so my yeah. thing is, is like, so if they're comfortable doing it on, on one show, you know, granted, this is unsolicited. You don't have to, but if you want to take a chair shot, I'm down for it. It's yep. for my entertainment. I just told you I wanted people to kill him as long, two matches ago. As long <laughs> for us. <laughs> He's like, oh, George, you know what you said? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm waiting. <laughs> Die, nigga. <laughs> Where's the detainment? Man, maniac. But you no, know, for real, like I, um, I'm all for it if, if, if they're if they're signing on to do it. Like they were like say, in this match, I give my permission to get a protected, unprotected hair catch out or this moment. That's what it takes. Cause you are you know what you're risking that yeah. that's that's that brain injury you know but where do we say like no yeah. like how we say like, no we can't, you can't let you do that to yourself and and in the pursuit of this art or form you're trying to do so at the end of the day I'm for it but I don't know if I should be you know <laughs> I don't know if I should be. Uh, man, um, outside of the, the, that was the triple main event for their show. Um, what else kind of they all delivered? They all delivered. They, they all delivered. They are delivered in, in some sort of fashion. Yeah. Um, what, what else? Caught I was trying to show? tell you I mean, that, that the women's match they had on that ma- on that card with Nala Rose, 
uh, Yuka, and I forget the other one's name. Sorry, I, we'll we'll get we'll get more familiar with these ladies. I'm sorry, you know they're very new, but uh, that was a phenomenal match. I think it was yeah, it was it was great. It was a great match. I think Nyla Rose is a legit badass, uh, and did some spots where she jumped like halfway across the ring and hit her with a knee. Not a splash like she hung her up, hung, hung the girl up, jumped off halfway through like more than halfway through the ropes uh, and hit the hitter with the knee. Uh, she has a cool spots, cool creative spots in that triple threat. So I just want to give a shout out to them. They really put on a good show, and they got the, the crowd. Was, the crowd was chanting, "This is awesome!" Yeah, you know. So. Um, they definitely put on a good match. Another performance um, that I want to highlight on the show was Private Party. Oh, yeah. Yo, they opened up the show in a triple in a triple threat tag. I don't care about the rest of the four niggas that was in that match. <laughs> I'm just shouting out the niggas that was in that match. Shout out to know. Private Party, man. I, I, yo, I, I, great before spot, they got signed man. to AEW, I tweeted from yeah. Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Somebody got to sign these cats. Yeah. And sure enough, they got signed, and I was just happy for those guys because they they're legit, man. And it's a, they're really... They're super... They're stars. They're, they're, stars, they're, they're stars. stars. Yo, Bucks said that they put on a star performance, so hopefully we'll get to see the Bucks in private parties sometime down oh, the man, line. Yeah, They'll put on a great spot fest, but a great... Like, they know how to work, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. psychology-wise. They're very, they're very sympathetic baby faces. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how to grip the crowd and by being high flyers. Um, so I definitely do like uh, like their upside. I want to give them a shout-out. Um, another person I want to give a shout-out to, I literally just shat on him the podcast before, Christopher Daniels. You're 47. I mean, you did good. Okay, I got to give you props. You, yeah. and, you and Seema put on a fucking great match. Yeah. Um, you know, you're an old bastard, but you still know how to goddamn work. Um, you got to give it to him, man. If you're old and you can put on that show, like you got to give it to Chris Jericho, Christopher Daniels, and I mean Chris's is just fucking great. So let's just put that out. No, they're all they're all great in their rights. Just to do this for so long and then still captivate a crowd with a good match. Yeah, because that's a physical toll you on your body, and then it's just like you know you got to stay up to date with the times and just like you know and be a good wrestler. Um, So you got to always give a shout out to these guys who are veterans that are favorites still. Yeah. So um, that was kind of like our high spots of the uh, the show. Um, nothing else really kind of popped out to me. I mean, I watched it. It was it was it was it was decent. You know, my uh-huh. my thing is is that you know um, we've talked or not we've talked over over like the week. Um, you know, people have been talking about work rate and like you know yeah. who need like if if. If we're going to talk about working and work rate and, and, and who needs, you know, to spend some more time, uh, we can't be so... Uh, I need to hear some talks about AEW. You know what I mean? Okay. I need to. I need to. I need somebody. I need you to have that same energy. Uh-huh. And um, what I'm talking about is, you know, um, earlier in the week, uh, this is our last topic of the week that was, um, Booker T on his podcast... The five-time, 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 five-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, and the six-time. And the, I mean, I mean, I mean two-time. And the two-time. Two-time Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer. I don't know I said six. You know what I mean? Two-time so um, he was on his podcast, and I guess, he, I guess he took exception to... Um, I guess he took exception to what Matt Riddle had to say about 
Bill Goldberg. Um, and Matt's kind of sentiments is sentiments of his own. That Bill was not really a good worker. I mean, I don't it's, think... That's no secret. It's, like, it's, like, it's not like taboo. Bro. In the wrestling community, it's like, oh, you know that... We didn't like Bill Goldberg for his work. Like, before his image. Bro, it's 2019. If Bill wasn't a good worker in 96... <laughs> I mean... He ended my favorite wrestler's career, Bret Hart, man. So... Um, when you talk about saying, and Matt's just trying to say that he pretty much is unsafe, you know. So if you're unsafe, you're unsafe, man. Um, it's you've hurt people in this ring, and he's just saying, you know. So Booker T chimed back, and he was like, "Yo, you need some work, Matt. I mean, if you want to talk about work, I seen your work. You need some work." Not saying what work he needed. Or I anything mean, like, that, like <laughs> just saying he needs some work. I got, and I and I understand Booker T wants to, you know, uh, uh, hold down for his his brothers. In the old day and age, but uh, and uh, but but it, it's it's like we always talk about this: the evolution of wrestling. It's not um, the same anymore. It's it's not when it comes to work rate, in terms of what you, the image of what a good wrestler is, it's not necessarily what everybody in the past thought it was. Because we want the person to be safe, we want it to be entertaining, we want it to be physical. You know, that's pretty much what we want to see. And my thing is, big book, what work? Like you, like you just you just repeated yourself. You were the Charles Barkley of wrestling. That's that's what it was. Go back. You even read the transcript. You can hear it. You said he needs work. He needs a lot of work. Come down here and get a one on one class. I give you some. I give you some pointers. Work on what? What he needs some mic work. You need some promo mic work. Fine. Yeah. Say it. Say he needs better. Tell. Say he needs to be better on the mic. Um, does he need to work what better psych, uh, psychology matches? Did you not see him in Roddy? Um, did you not see him in Velveteen Dream? Um, what match? Well, he's, he's only been doing it for five years. I think. Yeah, I mean, Matt. Matt, Matt really and granted, been doing it for five years. Granted, it's not just Matt either. Like, if you got something to say about Matt's wrestling, yeah, there's so many people. Like, there's so many people that you got. What's Goldberg's excuse? You because because he's a veteran, we can't call out and see it. Call how we see it. The guy nearly nearly dropped Undertaker on his head. Undertaker nearly dropped him on his head. It's 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 dangerous. And there's no denying that it's dangerous for these guys. So when it comes down to work rate, give Matt Riddle uh, a break, man. And he's, he's he's entertaining us as fans. He's, he's putting on his show. He put on a show. He puts on. He puts on a great show. He hasn't had a bad match. Yeah. No, nah, not in the big. Not not in the quote unquote big time. Because NXT is under the WWE umbrella, so WWE is the big time. Mm-hmm. Matt has not missed on the. Sh- and my thing is, and that's why I've said. That's why I said like. I need to hear Booker T commentary now about the Fighter Fest show. Okay. I need to hear I need to hear Dave LaGreca. I need to hear Bubba Ray. I need to hear Tommy Dreamer. I need to hear Brian Cam. I need to hear all these people stop sucking dick <laughs> and talk about it. Because if we're gonna talk about this as being an alternative to WWE, that's fine. But if it's gonna give a shit wrestling shit storyline, then I don't want it. If it ain't gonna make sense, then I don't want it. But we just talked about it, and we we, we, we are seeing some legs here. This is only their second show, for sure, for you know, sure. But I'm, I'm I mean, not so much. I'm not so much. It's not so much the company, 
But what I'm saying is like the workers. Okay. Like you know, like I I don't. I so mean, what did you think there was a bad match at Minerfest? I'm thinking so. My I saw OG Johnny um, Five say like, has Kenny Omega reduced himself because he can't cut it no more? Wow. Reduce yourself as in what? At, you know, hardcore. I mean, I didn't see so much of that. I just saw Kenny show a little bit of an aggressive side. But has Kenny regressed? No, man. Kenny has not regressed. In, some, in what way? I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> so you want to see, like, people call out Kenny for his wrestling? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm not so much Kenny. I'm just like, okay, like, what I'm saying is, is that. I mean, he was the main event in New Japan for a very long time. Yeah. And now he's in a main event in AEW. So I can't say he's regressed. It's just they're in only the second show. So they're 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 getting the matches out that they show what they have to offer still, that what's what what they can what they can do. Just generate you know, conversation. As a company, you gotta put people together and get you know, generate conversation, get trying to generate buzz while weaving their storylines. Mm-hmm. Um I think that Kenny was is going to be great at AEW. I think he's probably gonna be the biggest star. At this point, uh, going down after you know, I think he's the newest star that's going to be made is Kenny. I think he has way more potential than Hangman Page. No disrespect to him, he had a great match uh, as well. So swing that conversation just to tie what we said. The same kind of high that you see for Kenny and AEW, I see the same for Matt in the next team. Oh, absolutely. So, and yeah. I think once Adam Cole runs his course, as Adam Page runs his course in the opposite company, Matt will be able to take the pedestal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think we'll have this conversation again. <laughs> so, Bookman, uh, this is us to you. Uh, let us know what he needs to work on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, tell us what you see, because as fans, what we see is something that does have potential. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't necessarily see that someone that has to, you know, do too much improving. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I mean, it's always, it's it's always a made, but, you know, <laughs> as far I as mean, taking to the business and as far as putting on our, our matches, matches, like we, uh, the fans spoke. They did not fuck with Goldberg either. Nah, and and we don't and, fuck with Taker either, <laughs> and we don't at this point as far as wrestling goes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yo. So, um, anything else from the week that was? Uh, no, I just want to give a quick shout out to MJF, man. Uh, he's one hell of a talker, bro. He's man. His promo was amazing again, once again. And then he had a conference uh, afterwards, which he just pretty much ripped the entire media and just called them all assholes and shit. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like uh, the future. He's a future. Man. He's a future. Honestly, I gotta say it. You know, he fits that pure heat role very yeah. well. You know, definitely a heat seeker. A man, uh-huh. just press square, dog. He's going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, good luck over there in AEW. I see that he has good potential with his whole thing with Adam Page going forward. And just shout out to. Them as a whole, I think that Fighter Vest was, was a success. Yep. Uh, I'll say that. I tuned in and I watched it. You yeah. tuned in and you watched it. Yeah. Um, um, I also I just. And we're here talking about it. Yeah. We're here talking about it. Uh, looking forward to Paul Heyman and uh, Eric Bischoff do their thing and we'll see what happens when they when they hit the stage. And as far as it goes with Brooklyn T and Matt Riddle, we ain't fucking with it, bro. 
Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm just being right. It's bros before blacks in this one, dog. <laughs> Oh, oh man, God. yo! So thank everybody for tuning in, man. Uh, I think we talked about about forty minutes, man. So we'll chop this up, put it up on YouTube. Peace, peace.